Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Hi, welcome to the Inventory-Based Professional Podcast. This is our first podcast with me, Sean, from Inventory-Based Academy and the lovely Melissa from MGN Inventories. Melissa, say hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? You all right? Yes, good, thank you. Right, lovely. Well, this is our first podcast and the idea behind podcasting um, is that as inventory clerks, we really don't have a voice. Um, if you look on social media, yes, we tweet, we we, um, you know, we put out posts, etc. But when, I don't really see anybody talking and um, I think you'll agree, Melissa, me and you talk quite a lot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think our, um, last time we, I think we went out for coffee and when we were talking over doing reports, we were there for, I, I don't know, I think at least a good two hours or more. That's it. it. Time easily flies when you've got a lot to say. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. And it's great to be able to talk with, you know, people like yourself who's in the industry and got really enthusiastic and as enthusiastic as I am about what we do as both a job and I don't know, I, I probably maybe vocation might be a little bit too strong, but I, I think we both enjoy what we do. Yes, absolutely. Great, lovely. So the idea going forward is it's going to be a general discussion. Our podcasts are going to be topical, see what's going on in the industry. And and there's huge amounts, as we know, we've got tenant fee ban, we've got section 21 being discussed, looking to be banned, section eight coming in. And we've got the, just a general day-to-day work of an inventory clerk, which I think, I don't know about you, Melissa, but often most people don't even know we're there. No, that's it. I think we're very much behind the scenes. People might see us for sort of like five or 10 minutes when we pop into an office and then we're out of sight, out of mind. I was in property management for um, about 10 years and I'd worked my way up through various positions. I kind of fell into um, lettings, as it were, um, went into administration, then property management. Um, And then as part of that, it just um, sort of naturally flowed that I started doing some checkouts um, just within the role. and then that then in turn went to a company that thought they might do some inventories in-house and they decided against that in the end. Well, um, probably but, a good idea, especially now. Yes, <laughs> it's never, never, never seems to pan out. So I started doing some of that as well. And whilst I'd had experience of sort of always looking at people's reports, I'd never really thought of it on the opposite side, you mm. know, what what it takes to compile them um, and what was really involved. And I realised that actually I quite enjoyed that side of things um, and just made me start thinking that that's something that I would sort of want to do full time and how I would go about it, really, which is where the idea of um, MGN Inventories came from. I, had, I didn't have the same experience as you. I, I had nothing to do with inventories at all. Um, mine was totally born out of the fact that I was a landlord at the time, had an inventory done on my property that was completely useless. Um, just, you know, it was awful. It was one of the worst ones of it. Well, I say one of the worst ones I've ever seen. I didn't really have a comparable at the time, but now looking back and, and what I know of inventories and, you know, what I do, what you do, what I see of other people um, report wise, um, it was, it was truly awful and it didn't 
protect me. I ended up, I think I ended up with a bill of something like £1,600. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was terrible. And the agent, just to be honest with you, didn't care. They really didn't care. I mean, this gives you an example. Uh, When the tenants had left, they left it in a god-awful state, dog hair everywhere. It was filthy. And we'd we'd redecorated and, you know, put worktops in and, you know, really made it look nice and clean and tidy and so on and so forth. Great big fridge freezer right smack bang in the middle of the kitchen. Just (laughs) left it. So I said to the agent about it and he go, and all the agent was worried about is whether actually he could, could he come and pick it up for his brother who needed one? Oh and my I goodness. Just, <laughs> oh, no. I was looking thinking, my God, really, is that all you're interested in? And then I said to him about the deposit and everything, you know, for the cleaning. Oh no, no, no. We've given it back to the tenant. Right. Oh and, wow. I, I know exactly. I said, did you do a checkout? Oh no, no, no. We, we thought it was all okay. Is it not okay? pulling dog hair out the cooker I have never seen yeah well I have seen things like it since because I think now I, I'm completely immune to any of it but um at the time I I think even I had to have a bit of a sit down at that point um so that, that's kind of like my introduction and I'm a bit like you then I decided well I, I left the job that I was previously in thought what can I do and I thought well there's got to be a better way of doing this I've, I've, uh, surely this can be done better and, and that's kind of like where I've really started but um uh, I don't know about you but um since then I think I've seen all manner of weird and wonderful things yes like you say you get a little bit desensitized to things now it's every now and again some you know something will happen it does really shock me but um I think that that kind of um leads on to really my experience of private landlords who are very much surprised at the condition of a property whereas I think because we see it so often um there's that little bit of sort of education and expectations in it that it is actually you know something that's quite common a lot of the time with mold and cleaning and and you know that kind of thing I've got so many stories and and it's not going to be for all for today otherwise we'll we'll just do the whole podcast in in one go and that will be it but I've got so many stories about things we've come across and 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 uh, had to deal with and manage and etc so hopefully that will form you know future podcasts but um, certainly gives you an understanding that um, it's not a straightforward job. No no absolutely and you know as much as things are sometimes similar it's never really the same. Yeah, no, totally, totally. So how are you finding the industry as it stands at the moment? Obviously, we're in um, February, beginning of a new year, it tends to be a little bit quiet around about this time. But have you have you seen much of a change since the tenant fee bans come in? There was a, a large agent that I worked for that sort of immediately, I, I assume, kind of panicked mm-hmm. and thought, you know, well, what are we going to do? We're not going to have any money. And they decided to do things in-house. Um, so, uh, you know, there's that sort of downside for them that really no one's got experience and they're just sort of sending out people who already had full days <laughs> to say, you, you know, you do this inventory and you do this checkout and they're not really sure what they're looking for. Um, but since then, I, things have been pretty much an even kill. I mean, like you say, it's a little bit quieter this time of year, but um, I haven't had too many other people worried about it I don't think there's that many sort of knee-jerk reactions anymore um I yeah. don't think there's there's much sort of happening with people deciding now to to take things on board themselves just because of the fee ban 
Yeah, no, I, I, th I think you're right. I really do think you're right. I think there was a, a lot of panic, a lot of worry, certainly before it came in, wondering what was going to happen. Um, I, I remember doing a webinar with um, Dominic from Pinstripe Inventories up in Scotland, and they, they'd um, had gone through that transition in 2012. And for them, you know, and certainly for Dominic, he, what he was saying to me at the time and has done since is that, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, there will be some changes. Some agents will go in-house, but majority won't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that a lot of people who don't necessarily know think it is a really easy thing to do. Mm. Um, and again, you know, people that have decided to take it in house. I, I sort of assume that they're kind of thinking, oh, someone can just rush in and then they'll come back to the office and they'll type a quick report. And I don't think people realise sort of the managing of what you're doing. And if you get a property that actually is in really bad condition, um, the amount of time that that takes and it's whether you're going to put 100% into that or mm -hmm. again if people are doing it themselves um, if they're just going to kind of gloss over it a little bit which you know might might have been what happened with your agent initially is that they went in and kind of thought oh it doesn't look too bad but they're not really looking you know in depth at the the important things. Oh definitely yeah I, I definitely agree with, agree with you there I think depending on what angle you're coming from your viewpoint of a property def definitely differs I mean for us it's all about the property it's about what we can see what we can record what we can evidence whereas a landlord you know sometimes that that's been their family home you know or the marital home or it holds special significance for them so the way they look at it is slightly different and of course then potentially from an agent or property manager they're looking at it as as a source of revenue so again it's completely different so yeah it, it's um it's managing all those people's expectations and, and making them sure so making sure that they're fully aware of what an inventory report is and I, and sometimes i don't know about you um but i don't think some people really understand exactly what it's meant to be for and about and what it's meant to include it's like there's an expectation that it's just going to be i don't know a couple of pages a couple of pictures if it's going to mm -hmm. be all hunky-dory and it's just not that way no and I, I recently had someone a uh, private landlord that was surprised that I was opening cupboards <laughs> really? he was like, oh I didn't, didn't realize you'd look in there and I you know I think that just goes to show wow really I mean why would you not it's like also looking in things like ovens or you know um, even describing things like I don't know cupboards uh, uh, you know like in hallways you know recess yeah. cupboards etc or boiler, boiler cupboards I, I funny enough I had that exact conversation with the uh, landlord the other day and he you know, said like how long would a job take and I think it was a couple of hours oh really why why does it need to take a couple of hours surely you, you just take a couple of pictures and that's kind <laughs> of it isn't it so I explained it to them and I think I think after about I don't know two three minutes they started it started to gloss over it's like yeah okay fine you know it's, it's too much for me you just crack on and uh, give, give me the report back when you're done <laughs> And that's it, especially for unfurnished properties. I think both private landlords, agents alike, some some of them struggle to see the value and why you need it for an unfurnished property and how it will take that long. Yeah. Um, you know, not really thinking about all the things that can go wrong with an unfurnished property. You know, it's not just about the fact you've got a bed and a sofa in somewhere for furnished, which, yeah. you know, holds its value. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, I think there's not much of an appreciation that people will actually live there. You know, this is going to be their home going forward for however long the tenancy is. And, that um, you know, they're going to live there, going to 
eat there, have friends over, etc., etc. They want to treat it as their home, which is quite right. They're paying for that, you know, from through their rent, etc. Um, and that you know things will go wrong, things will get marked, or might not, you know, be as clean as. And you, the only way you can evidence any of that is going to be via an inventory. It just doesn't suddenly, you know, adjudicator won't kind of just go, oh, okay, well I'll take your word for it that it was great at the beginning and all happy and shiny, and now it's not. And of course you can have all the money, um, you know from the deposit yeah I think sometimes people's expectations totally misaligned with actual reality yeah absolutely I think so I mean it is difficult for people to grasp um how how someone will live in a property I think um you know agents obviously are more savvy to it they're seeing it all the time but I think private landlords are um sometimes quite shocked that there would be a you know furniture rub from a sofa Mm. and and they'll compare it to how they live in their own home um yeah. you know for for example on an inspection and they might say oh but I don't like the crumbs on the worktop I would have washed up and it's just uh, different people's living conditions yeah absolutely it's setting people's expectations and quite often I find as a, an inventory professional I say inventory professional um a lot of people say clerk but I always feel clerk is a bit I don't know, not not enough. It's underwhelming. <laughs> it doesn't quite describe what it is we do because we we're so much more than just a report writer. Because they said we're managing people's expectations and managing issues and and also of course the whole process. Plus, obviously, if um, like myself, I, I work with a load of other self-employed clerks. Um, so you're managing, you know, their ex- their expectations, their issues, and uh, etc. Um, and there's so much more to the role. So to me, I find inventory professional more descriptive, more correct, but not still not quite there. I mean, what kind of terminology do you prefer? Um, so I think I I've sort of fallen into saying Clark, mm. um, but I do feel like there needs to be something else, you know, another title that would sort of more accurately describe. Really, it's sort of the importance of what we do. If you think we're, um, you know, documenting what could be someone's biggest asset. Yeah. And uh, just to say, you, you know, say a clerk and it feels like, like you say, that um, we, we're not sort of really that important. We're in and out um, and it's not a big part of the process. And I think when you look at sort of the whole process, the lettings process it can easily get overlooked the inventory and the checkout but actually when you think about it it is such an important role mm. um, it's the main thing yes the agent might have looked after a leak during the tenancy or you know various things might have happened the fence might have fallen down but actually what's been documented at the beginning and the end of the tenancy is almost the most important thing it, well, exactly. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more because at the end of the day, like you quite rightly said, you know, the life of the tenancy is one thing. But the fact that, you know, we're effectively setting the tone, we're describing how everything is and condition, what's included, what's not included. And then we're doing it at the end. And then that has such an impact or potential impact on the deposit. And then obviously, then there's also the potential uh, issue of people falling out over it, you know, landlord to tenant tenant not being happy landlord not being happy letting agent not being happy so there's a lot of people that <laughs> could not be happy because of something we do but again 
I'm of the view that's why we should always centre our reports around the property. You know, so you take the emotion out of it. So it's not about what the landlord wants, what the tenant wants, what the agent wants. It's what's physically there. Um, and then that way, then, you know, hopefully, like I said, people get less emotive about it. I mean, we're bound to get people that are not happy. I mean, I'm sure you've had experience of Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it, it does happen. And I think emotions are very high regardless of whether it's an investment property for a landlord or you know it it used to be their home their parents home mm. and again with tenants all they're really thinking about is having the deposit back so anyone saying you know pointing out any faults is going to be annoying and um, produce that response but I think, um, you know, sometimes I've had a private landlord who is almost upset that you would say something at the beginning. And I've, again, I had to have that educating conversation with them that it is there. Um, and so one of two things will happen. If I don't say it's there and a tenant picks up it's there, then uh, then it, it kind of casts doubt over the whole report, the credibility of it. Yeah, it, it um, question your, your your capability as a clerk because if they can see it, how comes you didn't see it? Um, and then exactly that. Yeah, and I think sort of you've mentioned before, um, uh, you know, again, sort of focusing on the property, but it being um, writing the reports for sort of the end user, almost like the DPS, the TDS, and if tenants are going to point out that you missed lots of things that you didn't state it or you didn't say it was as bad as what it was. I think, you know, it does automatically sort of, it's a bit of a red flag. It casts a bit of doubt over what is accurate in the report. And landlords want it to be very in-depth at the end. You know, they would want that at the end on the checkout. So it's important to have it both ways. Exactly. And this is where it comes back down to people management, because as you quite rightly say, and I've had, and I'm sure our listeners have had as well, is that inevitable conversation at the beginning is like, oh, it's okay, it's absolutely fine. And then check out, I want this noted, I want that noted, I want that speck of dust noted. And there's a bit of a scratch on the door if you get it in the right kind of light, I want it noted. And that's great and that's fine if it's there and we can evidence great but like you quite rightly say it's got to be balanced it's got to be done at the beginning at the end otherwise it's a pointless exercise and it does call into question then us as a profession as to whether we're doing our job well so for me I I am always trying to set the expectation with the client straight away to say this is how I view it this is how I do the work or my clerks do the work. So it's all about the property and then everybody is covered. If you don't want that, if you want something that is going to potentially be in your favour, then really I'm not the right person or we're not the right business for you because we need to be literally on that proverbial fence. You know, impartiality is so key to what we do. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I have even had that from agents who sort of almost ask you to cast a blind eye over something on the inventory um maybe so the property doesn't sound as bad um you know various other reasons at the end of the tenancy and you know i am happy to distance myself from that and say to them like like you say it we we need to be impartial um and i think a lot of people understand it when it is fully explained and if they're still not happy with that then it's just not the right fit for us yeah, absolutely. And I think certainly as we move forward, I mean, I'm, there's loads of conversations and I'm sure you're, you're very much aware because I know you're how, how up to date you are um, in current matters with um, 
the uh, industry. But we've got potential ROPA, um, which is the new regulations that are coming in for estate and letting agents, where they're going to be regulated and licensed and overseen by a government body. Um, and th there's a very big question then about, you know, where we fit as inventory providers, especially around the whole issue of impartiality and professionalism. Um, and some people have um, kind of like said, that you know there is potentially a conflict of interest especially um, with bodies like Arlo etc where who fundamentally are looking after estate and letting agents do we fit there or fit somewhere else and so but that would be another conversation for another podcast but it's interesting I think I don't know about you about how the industry is changing and how rapid that changes yes absolutely I mean the changes that I've seen throughout sort of you know doing lettings and doing property management and now to sort of running this business it, it seems like there are so many things and I know sort of a lot of people say oh it's, it's hoops to jump through and this has changed and that has changed and I do see that and I see sort of the background side of it that for agencies there is actually so much more work um, and it is difficult I think a lot of these changes that we all all have to change our practices you know if uh, you know a regulation comes through yes it's important to the agent but then we need to consider are we adding that to our reports as well are we documenting it in some way um, but it is all for the greater good really it's only really improving you know the industry as a whole oh totally and I think you know, I've said this before on pre like previous webinars I've done. It's a real opportunity for change and positive change, not just for the tenants' experience, but also for landlords, for agents, and also very much for us as clerks. I think it's um, very much a, a great opportunity to really push our profession forward because I do feel and I really do believe it is a profession, um, and we should be seen that way. But then we also have to act and and. Uh, provide reports in in that kind of um, way as well so everything's got to be professional impartial non-bias um, and basically just done to the best of our ability um, and I think now like you said it's, it's, it's an opportunity to really showcase that really stand up and um, I've been quite um, interested to see that we've gone from being a what I would say a very quiet um, role, I not a lot of people talking. We all I don't know about you, but we t all tend to work in silos almost. From that point of view, I think that's changing and changing for you know for great and really good reasons. But I think there's so much more we need to do, and I think we really do need to, like I said, put a head above the parapet and say actually, actually, we do a really good job. We're a really good professional service. You know, we really deserve to be counted in this in the same way as other professions that, that you know we do a vital job because people losing deposits some of them they range from a thousand pounds to anything to five uh, i've seen deposits for ten thousand pounds that is a lot of money potentially to lose because you know we either we haven't done our job properly or um it, you know the, the report um i don't know showcase the property as it should do so you know there, there's there's some great room through like improvement and growth for us as providers and and how we're seen yes absolutely and I think that will only help if we can be um seen as separate really like like you see said that sort of conflict of interest um possibly with Arla and other bodies um we we need it to be 
more um something specific to us and maybe completely separate and you know there are variations of reports out there and and clark styles and like you mentioned with your inventory in the beginning at the time you thought it was bad <laughs> and then later now that you've got experience of it you know that it actually it really was quite poor yeah. but i think that that almost if we have some sort of regulation within our industry it will kind of wheedle out that and then there'll at least be a general standard um which which can only help i you know i've seen some sort of poor reports that i've had to use to do a checkout on um and i've had reports of missed rooms and various other things or just been completely silent on a matter when you can see it in the picture yeah. So I think if we, you know, if amongst us we can all bring up our standard, yeah. then I think that helps for us to be taken more seriously. Oh, totally. And I think we've we also do not just have to look outward to you know other providers. I think you know it's all about our own personal development as well. It's always looking to see what can we do better, how can we be more helpful to the client, and that client can be anybody. It could be the tenant, could be the landlord, can be the agent. You know, they should all be treated the same. The, the level of service we we should be providing should be all you know the best that we possibly can. But with that, I would also say then, if that's the case and that's what we want to do and we can provide that, then we need to have that acknowledgement that that's what we're doing. And, and you know, with the regards to rates, you know, what we're paid for doing the work, how we're seen, how we're treated with the industry. And I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're, we're mistreated at all. I mean, our, I'm sure you would agree, but the relationships I have with my clients are brilliant. That They are. They're absolutely lovely. Um, and we really work hard with them and try and make it, you know, the job the best we can for them but equally I, I think we're just kind of like we're the, almost like the infantry fairy <laughs> you know we, we yes. turn up the keys like you said we disappear and all of a sudden there, there, there's a report yes <laughs> <laughs> the magic happens <laughs> exactly exactly yeah very much so so um I think we need a bit more of a level playing field and but you know to be fair to certainly to the clients I work with and um you know that they're really really good you know um and but then that's why I work with them because we have such a good rapport um but I think there's definitely there's always room for improvement you know I can improve myself I can improve my business I, I can improve my service yes and I like you say the personal development side is big um it would be easy to be complacent and just sort of go about your daily business and not look at what regulations are now affecting agencies you know what might be coming in how things are changing for them you know it'd be quite easy to think I've you know I've done this format for years this is what I'll continue to do and not change it as time goes on but it's sort of that personal reflection and the added value to the agent if they know that you are on the ball and you're aware of issues and you're not sort of just popping in and out the keys doing your little bit and you're off they know sort of you're an integral part of that process as well then it it does add the value oh absolutely yeah I mean we've got a I think I've been saying quite a lot and we've got to look beyond the report and we've got to look at the wider industry and, and like you said what's going on 
what the impacts are, how we can help them. Because if we help the agents, then that secures our position with working with them. And that's what we want to do. We want secure work for our clerks, for our businesses, you know, seen as professional service and everything that comes with that. It's no different to any kind of business. You want to be the best you can so that, you know, you, you yeah, you, you get paid for that, but also um, you're recognised for that. And I think there's, that's, that's a bigger, certainly a conversation to be having, you know, as we move forward. So I think on that basis, I think that's a great way to kind of like finish today's podcast. So thank you, Melissa. Um, as always, it's absolute pleasure to talk with you. Um, Lovely chatting with you. <laughs> and Melissa and I are going to be doing more podcasts together. But I'd also welcome other inventory professionals, agents, landlords, tenants, um, industry bodies, contact me so that maybe um can you be involved in other podcasts and chats talk about issues that are affecting you as a business maybe even as a person around the lettings industry um and get um the industry talking more more openly and seeing how we can improve our service and what we offer the benefit of everybody so um please do subscribe we hope you've enjoyed our chat today and i look forward to meeting you on the next inventory professional podcast thank you thanks for joining us this week on the inventory professional podcast if you've enjoyed the show subscribe to our podcast now and share the love this podcast was brought to you by inventory base providers of industry leading property inspection software accredited training and on-demand property reports